Biggie. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, this Guy me, Daddy. Let's go. Playoffs. Semi-finals are here. Episode 9. I'm your host, Tyler Hazelhurst. Joined by my co-host and a semi-finalist, the kid, Alex Wilson. What's going on, buddy? Not much. I feel like my name just keeps, like, growing. Keeper of Homes, semi-finalist, searchers uh, of subreddits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, navigator of subreddit. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have something longer than Danny Targaryen eventually. Yeah. I it, we gotta get breaker of chains or something like some something more badass sounding. I feel like all of your your names so far just sound, make you sound like some academic. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to get someone backing you so that they like Jon Snow. It's like this is Jon Snow. Yeah, I'll just be Tyler Hazelhurst, king of the king of the garbage. <laughs> uh, Seahawks won this weekend. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I feel like it's been forever since a game was just put away in the sec, like in the first half. Maybe since the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I heard the stat. Um, it was our biggest blowout since 2012, so before the Super Bowl year even. Um, so that's pretty crazy. You, they just really don't like to win that way. <laughs> no, not at all. But I love this way. We we turned it off once Geno Smith got in and went to red zone so it was kind of nice going that way because i think only three more points were scored so it would have been a wasted quarter totally yeah nothing happened i watched it i was i was sans red zone this weekend out in port townsend this is my first nfl sunday sans red zone in a while i was like oh man what do you what do do people do is that Uh, how pilgrims watch football pilgrims yeah yeah the pilgrims came over on the mayflower they did not have red zone they only had their own like local football yeah only their local football. Only later was Scott Hansen born. Um, yeah, but uh, three games left for the Hawks. They're nine and four. Need nine and pro- four, yeah. Probably need one more win to get a playoff spot. A couple more wins to win the division. It's all going to come mean, down to that Rams game. Yeah, watching Sunday Night Football and listening to our boy Steve Kornacki, he gave us a 99% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so funny. I missed him. I think this he did it last Sunday night, too, and I missed that, but I saw it on the internet, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny, and I got to see him. I think they, they said, should give him... Back, to, back by popular demand. Yeah, I think they should give him the entire halftime. It, <laughs> it was, the segment was too short. I think they think it's a gimmick, but that's what America wants. I want I want next year to have like a, a see if he could, we can find him on cameo and book him for thirty seconds to describe our league where all the percentages. Oh are. my god! Or we could have him do our uh, our rookie draft or something. Oh man! Oh man! We have Steve. to pay. We'll 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 pitch it to him as like an auction item for for something. <laughs> and a be cha- the only ones that bid on it. A charity event. Yeah, that we're the only ones that are part of. Yeah, be like, oh, I guess you're doing our fantasy draft. Oh well. Uh, three games left i don't feel great against washington football team's defense but their offense is terrible so feel pretty good about that one yeah i'm excited to see us with a going into a game knowing that we're facing a really tough defense because i think the hawks are pretty aware uh they've been good all year they've been especially good lately so yeah it'll be exciting to see if they can uh handle a tough defense and you get lead in that to the Rams as well because you play one tough defense. Uh, you kind of get your head right. Hopefully, that's a win. 
uh, and then it'll face, but I know the Rams are a better defense than the football team, but for sure. My one big practice. Yeah. My one big disappointment against the Jets was those three drop turnovers that were right in people's hands. I felt like there were so many turnovers that could have been. Yeah. And that's what I want to see uh, down the stretch here is getting some turnovers, some short fields for the offense. That's Carson's zone, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He was, he looked pretty good. I thought. They're still, I think they're still keeping the reins on him. Um, they used him early. I think they're starting to build him up, though, just so he's ready for the Rams, Niners, and then a playoff run. Yeah, I think they're going to use him a lot this week. I'm intrigued, though. They, they talk, they're talking about maybe getting Penny back this week, and he's drawing rave reviews in practice. Wow, that would be, yeah, that'll be interesting. I bet, though, that even if they do get Penny back, I bet they'll do what they did to Carson at the very least and, you know, really ease him in to any kind of whatever his role will be. I just assume that means we'll see less Carlos Hyde because as much as he's a good backup, I don't think he's our second running back. No. Yeah. I, he feels pretty situational to me. I mean, we control our destiny for the NFC West, which is good. Is that true? Just because we play the Rams? Yeah. So we're tied right now in record. So if we go three and uh, then yeah, uh, we can get that seed. Let's go. Um, you want to get into the games? So, yeah, uh, right. I think that's what everyone's here for, right? We're we're a Sky Me Daddy podcast, right? Not a Seahawks NFL podcast. Um, so we're gonna do a little weekly recap. We're just gonna recap the two games. We're gonna preview the next two games, and then we'll play a little fill in the blank game. Um, we'll start off with the kid, our my co-host. Uh, pew 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 pew. pew. Uh, person of many names, 144, Premier Plush, 99. Uh, the kid was the highest point scorer of the remaining teams that were actually playing in a game. And I believe John got the low score of the week across the board. Uh, talking with him, it was his lowest score of the season, which Ooh. When, you're, when you're coming in to play against the kid, you got to bring your A game because not many people do. Yeah, or it was just that stiff defense you've been giving teams all year. Yeah. I did uh, the research, and I believed it, or I have it at the bottom, but uh, out of everyone I've played, the John's lowest score of the week, two people have scored the lowest on me of their whole season, and nine weeks out of the 13, teams scored lower than their average. Uh, yeah, defense is a, is a coached thing in uh, fantasy football, and I think you, you, you've got the magic spice this year. It's only in this league, though. Not so much in others. Right. We don't have to talk about those. This is a Sky Me Daddy podcast. Sky Me Daddy. Sky Me Daddy. Games. Uh, yeah, my player of the game was Jonathan Taylor. 32.5 points, 20 rushes for 150 and two. He had a big, like, 60-yard rushing touchdown, I believe. It was a little scary there for him. Weeks 8 through 11, he scored 4.1, 8.4, and 4.7 points. And then he misses the COVID game. Um, but then he bounces back with two 20-plus point performances. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I, don't, I think they're using a lot more in the past game, too. Last week, he had a 40-yard catch and a catch and score. This time, he had an unbelievable hole and just burned everyone, which is good to see the pull-aways speed. This is why I traded up to four to get him. I was hoping for it sooner, but this is when he's rounding out. Uh, 
I'll take it. Uh, and he had, it felt like he could have had a bigger game. He got about 60 yards on his first drive. And then it didn't seem like they fed him again until the very last, last quarter. Were they like way ahead in that game or no, was, were, it was pretty close? It felt pretty close the whole time until they pulled away at the end and just kind of ran it to the death with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I know Frank Wright talked about giving whoever, whoever is running well, the hot hand, they would, feed him more which didn't make sense after the first drive yeah <laughs> uh i mean that that indie team i feel like with philip rivers just really needs to get it in their explosive playmaker hands um yeah. you know because philip rivers is only gonna throw it like 15 20 yards at the most so like their playmakers uh jonathan taylor ty hilton apparently uh Pittman, th- those guys have got to make like the plays for that offense yeah. to go yeah, and maybe less to Jordan Wilkins and maybe just do Hines and Taylor. Yeah, I can't believe uh, Wilkins is still getting carries. I mean, Hines, I think, is also another kind of explosive. He's a good player, but yeah. Wilkins seems like a waste of time at this point. Like I talked about a few weeks ago, it felt like he would get big games and all that because they wouldn't stack the box as much as against him, mm-hmm. which gave him the kind of yards to get those passes out of the backfield, a few less people to break tackles up in the middle. Uh, but it's good to see Jonathan Taylor doing well, even if it's just against Las Vegas. For sure, yeah. The the Raiders fired their defensive coordinator after the game, so obviously it didn't. They didn't think it went very well either. No. Nope. Uh, Baker Mayfield though, he had a pretty good game as well. He's my player of the game, especially since he was going against Baltimore. I thought Baltimore's defense was should have been pretty good. I think they they've only lost a few people on the defensive side versus their offensive line. So I thought they'd be able to rein him in, but Baker going for 343, three touchdowns and interception. Uh, he could have had his highest scoring week of the year, which seems strange against Baltimore. If it wasn't for that last lateral play where he lost about 20 yards. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have to disagree with the Ravens defense. I think they're very banged up. Uh, not so much in the uh, front seven now, but I heard uh, an interview after the game that one of the Ravens defensive coordinators uh, literally thought that they didn't have any healthy DBs for like a, por- a, por- a long portion of that game. Um, so they, they were pretty banged up, but I do still think it's very impressive what he did. I never thought he would go for 30 points uh, against the Baltimore defense. Yeah, and a lot of the, I mean, watching it, he had one, I, there was one play in particular, he didn't complete it. But I was kind of impressed he threw maybe like 60 yards on a Hail Mary on a, at the end of the first half. And I didn't know he had that arm. He maybe almost took out one of their defensive backs as he ran into the, the goalpost. Yeah, he was, and he was so jacked after uh, running in that touchdown. I just loved his patience, really. It felt like all night wasn't frazzled by the, the pass rush at all. Going through his reads, making smart decisions. Um, I think he, I think he did have like one turnover in the game, but I mean, um, overall he just looked really solid, really calm out there. Um, and, uh, like the, uh, the, him running it in on that touchdown, he scored whenever fault or sorry, whenever Cleveland needed him to score and that, that play, the Ravens defense drew up a great game plan. They had everyone covered. They almost sacked him and he gets out of there and he's like, no, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. The stepping him up in the pocket really impressed me. He stepped through a few blocks, was able to get it downfield, and then that run 
uh, which not many people think he can do. I didn't think he could do, but he outran a defensive lineman. Not that impressive, but for how people talk about his rushing skills, I thought it was. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he uh, lit it up, and I think you alluded to it last year or last week on the pod about how Josh Allen, you know, was your fifth round pick or, and you were like not super stoked on him, but you were super stoked on drafting Baker. He was your first round pick, right? Yep. First round pick. I thought with OBJ and Jarvis Landry and David Joku backs out of the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Chubb. I was like, man, there's no way he doesn't at least do pretty well. And he was 24 yeah totally no i mean i i think everyone was pretty high on him in that draft um no one was shocked he went in the first round but last year he didn't he didn't get it done and this year he's definitely turned a corner and you know i know you're hoping that this is a a sign of things to come for many years for the for the baker i think it's big on uh kevin stefanski i think he's drawing up good plays for him getting him out of the pocket play actions him throwing on the run i think he was like eight for nine at one point on the run when blitzes and play action so yeah i mean stefanski is uh you know he's a good he's a good offensive co- uh, minded coach uh he really likes to run the ball but and he's had really good running backs in minnesota when he was there and now with chubb and hunt so and i think that the, relying on those guys helps the quarterback out a lot you know to become a better player and, and a lot of props also on the offensive line i think they spent a lot on the offensive line keeping them protected so for sure yeah i'm sure that's why he feels pretty comfortable back there uh my flop of the game i was gonna say terry mclaurin but i really feel like it it's been a long time coming for terry mclaurin like he hasn't played very well down the stretch uh so i went with godwin instead he was only targeted three times two receptions for 25 yards i just feel like everyone in the tampa bay offense right now is just kind of like you know they're good players they're great athletes but there's too many of them yeah they, it's good for the tampa bay team but it's not good for fantasy uh i thought for a while he had at least a decent floor which is kind of what i was, what i'm hoping in with when having josh allen on your team uh if he's going for 30 20 to 30 points every week hoping for a decent floor and the last few weeks, he's gone 12, 14, 13, and then the bye. And then if you get me over 10, that's basically where I'm going. Atlanta this week, though, I think is a great matchup for him. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's had three games under uh, 10 points this year. So, and then he's obviously missed, he missed four extra games with injuries. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think he's been, you know, obviously he was the wide receiver two last year or three. I think he finished. Um, He's definitely not that anymore. But like you said, uh, if you're looking for a floor play, I do still think he's he's got that. I just think it's a little bit disappointing coming off of last year. For sure. Do you have a do you have a different flop of the game? I did. My flop of the game, I feel like usually has to go on the losing side. So I want Deontay Johnson. Uh, he goes four for seven for 40 yards, but he gets benched for basically two quarters because he had two big drops in the first quarter. And so mm-hmm. when that guy goes down, you're up by a good amount. So you're just hoping for a good floor from him. Uh, Josh Allen and Tyler Bass bring me back, put me ahead. I think that had to be the disappointment. 
Yeah. Uh, about the flop of the game, I feel like so for me, player of the game usually is on the on the winning team, and then I think I usually go benching of the game is on the on the losing team, and then flop I go I flop on. You flop both ways. I, I flop both ways. Do you usually go flop on the losing team and then uh, benching both ways? Because that also makes sense. I go benching both ways to kind of maximize. I think I lean towards the losing side because sometimes that could have been the difference in the game. Yeah. Um, but I think I usually lean towards flop on the other side, unless it's like an obvious, oh, man, Michael yeah, Thomas. Yeah, it was a goose egg or something. Yeah. Um, when they play the whole game yeah Deontay Johnson though I guess uh Tomlin said before the game something about like oh well if you're gonna drop passes you're not gonna be you're not gonna see the field and then uh because I you know Pittsburgh's been suffering from some drop passes lately from kind of from everyone um but Johnson yeah fell victim to a benching and that's not what something you want or expect to happen really to one of your star players on your fantasy team especially in the playoffs especially in the playoffs um and pittsburgh lost that game so maybe they shouldn't have done that um my benching of the game ty hilton uh five for 86 for two touchdowns has had 80 yards and a touchdown in the last three weeks now uh yeah i just thought that i thought john might play him i know those other guys are kind of the guys that got him there um and they have been the strength of his team this year but I would have played T.Y. probably over McLaurin would have been my choice. Just the way those two arrows are trending, it's just in the complete opposite directions. Yeah, T.Y. is starting to get on the same page with Phillip Rivers. Uh, I think he has a great matchup. He's kind of a Houston killer. If, if Dan would agree, I think he would. Yeah. That he goes for hundreds of yards and touchdowns all the time i'm more i i believe him for the rest of the season uh, especially with houston this week tennessee next week so that's the fantasy season for him i worry about him a little bit next year if rivers is there again do they bring in someone new is it eason i'm gonna keep pushing that is it eason <laughs> i know uh, what you're doing i i see you over there yeah. somebody wants a third quarterback to play around with that's what i need. PJ Walker, please. Stidham, Eason, Eason. Yeah. We're all looking for those backups. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I we'll see what happens with Indy. Um, I just I just think that people buried uh, Ty earlier this season and kind of ended his fantasy career. Um, and I think that maybe he's just not quite done yet. And they buried him for a good reason. Yeah, he he was pretty awful. Uh, wide receiver forty one now though, so he's he's coming back. Why did your team win? I think your team uh, just kind of is coming coming together. The last week uh, against Carly, I, a lot of people might have seen that high score. First time you've had the high score, maybe people were like, oh, maybe it's just a fluke or maybe it's just a good overall week. But I feel like you had a lot of double-digit scorers in this point or in this game. And John had six players not make double digits. And that's rough. I'd say at this point in the, uh, the season, the way they performed the last few weeks, my players seem to have really high floors and then high ceilings as well. So when those two combined with a few people going off while the rest of your team at least gets a b- double digits, 
it's a good recipe for scoring for sure on to the next one uh the mommy ticklers 107 down goes the champion the sexual macaroni and cheese beat him up 141 um do you have a player of the game for that for this game surprisingly it had to be david montgomery uh 11 (laughs) 11 carries 113 yards one touchdown three for 42 through the air Uh, and as you noted he has three straight weeks of 25 plus points uh do you think that's sustainable though um i don't know monty monty as i'll call him um is um you know he's like kind of the focal point of their offense it seems like and the bears need to win and they've got some pretty decent matchups coming up Uh, do i think that he's going to be like a monster player in fantasy forever now like no i think he'll go back to being that like reliable player that he was at the beginning of the season but obviously he has a a second gear when the when the bears need to lean on him yeah i don't know how i was gonna say it doesn't seem that reliable i think I don't remember exactly the run, but of those 11 carries, one of them was for 80 yards and a touchdown. And it's only one run. I don't know how reliable you can be with 11 carries. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't I, seem um, sustainable. I think the big thing that, that gives him the high floor, though, is the catching. I mean, he catches like four or five passes a game, it seems like. Um, I, his season high is seven. But that 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 really gives you, you know, he's going to be at 10, 12 points a week at least, uh, probably maybe around 15. And then when you do get those splash plays, that's when you're going for 25. So, I mean, that's an amazing fantasy player. He's very reliable, and I think he's number six on the year in half-point PPR. So he stayed healthy, which is kind of what you want right now from a running back. For sure. Everyone's looking for a healthy running back. <laughs> um especially you had, a back, you had a backup uh player of the game though yeah i just wanted to give a shout out to travis kelsey he's on the losing team but he tried his darndest to to get kyle uh a win here uh he uh went for eight receptions for 136 yards and a touchdown but he's also leading the league in receiving yards not for tight ends for everyone um and i think that's pretty incredible with three weeks left and i think that's just one more thing that mahomes is gonna one more record that mahomes is gonna try and break down the stretch um so yeah travis kelsey owners be pleased i think that's my point too is i think they're gonna try and force feed him to be the top receiver in the the league for Uh, sure Stephon Diggs, i think is right trying to right behind him getting 10 receptions a week or something like that um something insane like that yes (laughs) Uh, and I still watching that Pittsburgh Buffalo game. I don't know why he was open so often. I he's incredible, man. He's the I think he's one of the best stories in fantasy football. Um, and definitely like I I'd say he's a fantasy football MVP for a lot of people in a lot of leagues, just because you know you, people were getting him in like the fourth, fifth round. Um, and he's the tight end, like or sorry, the wide receiver one or two or three, four or five. I don't know. Some he's in Somewhere. the top five. Depends on format, I suppose. Yeah, but uh, he's, got the, he's got yard. He's got yardage. I don't know about his touchdowns, but I don't think those are pretty scary. But there's none of receptions he gets in yards per game. Right, that's scary. And yeah, I mean the even just the targets. It just feels like Josh Allen like goes to you know 
he got shut down a little bit at the beginning of that Pittsburgh game, but once he got going, then it's just like, okay, just feed him the whole time, feed him every drive, at least a couple targets. It's it's crazy. And we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about Diggs coming up on the previews, but uh, flop of the week for you? Uh, I went with Thielen, five only five point four points, uh, three receptions for thirty nine yards. He's a wide receiver ten on the year, but he has four games of five points or fewer this year and six games of 18 plus points. So six great games, four awful games. Um, I just don't think I've ever thought of Adam Thielen as like a boomer bust player, but he kind of has been this year. I've kind of thought of him as that. Uh, maybe it's the one season I had him where he started off as like top five wide receiver. This was two or three years ago. And then the last three or four games, once he got to playoffs, he was less than five points most of the time. So maybe that was kind of stuck in my head. I know he was injured a bit last year, so couldn't have quite the prolific season, but had the big games, bad games. So I didn't think he – I thought he was a little boomer bust. But yeah. it's just my past experience with him. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think he's been like – he's had hot streaks and stuff like that before, and I have noticed that. But I just think about him when he's healthy being just like this part of big part of the Minnesota offense um, and being like their go-to guy. And I think when you're only getting three, three targets um, in a game, you're clearly not the go-to guy all the time. Justin Jefferson's really stepped up recently. I think that takes away from what he was getting early on. So I don't think he's getting as targeted as he used to be. For sure. Um, and Kyle really needed him. If Kyle was going to pull off an upset uh, without any quarterbacks or could have been quarterbacks, um, he needed all of his studs to to really ball out and Thielen let him down. So that's my flop of the game. Uh, he would have needed a lot more points to pull him out of that hole. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, bench, Which brings me to my benching of the game. Is Gardner Minshew, Kyle? He's um, the mommy tick- tickler. He is the chief. Uh, you know, he's POTUS of the mommy ticklers. <laughs> um, he actually went out there. Uh, Glennon got benched, puts up 13 fantasy points, 18 for 31. He threw the ball 31 times uh, in a game that he didn't start in, which is insane. I mean, like Cam Newton's probably thrown it 31 times in the last four games combined. Uh oh, yeah, all season. Um, 178 yards and a touchdown. Uh, like, I don't know what Kyle was doing leaving Colt McCoy in his lineup. Maybe he thought that Daniel Jones, I mean, he did enter the game as well, uh, but he's not a mommy tickler. He doesn't tickle mommies. I think if I was him, I would have started once over Colt McCoy in the hopes that uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't quite have the grade of game, and then they decide to go back to Wentz. Or just for the nostalgia's sake, throwing in Minshew. But Cole McCoy, I think, would have been my last choice of his quarterbacks. Not Tyrod Taylor, not Nick Foles, not Gilbert Grape. What's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> Maybe yeah. Nick Foles. Maybe not Tyrod Taylor, though. Yeah, probably not Tyrod. Foles, I think it would have been, in my opinion, Wentz, Minshew, Foles. Yeah. Uh, I just think you got to go with Minshew. The, sh- the ship's got to sink with its captain on board. If you know yeah. what I mean. Um, yeah, that would have been a like a 15-point swing in the game, though, and made it a lot closer. If he had one other healthy quarterback, he might have he might have uh might have been a much better game. He's good. 
Minshew's coming back this week, so he really got screwed over on the on the timing there. Yeah. Uh, but you probably need two two quarterbacks to really make a run anyway. So I don't know that Kyle's team was built for it this year. Nope. Um, yeah, that's why he lost though. Not, no healthy quarterbacks. Daniel's team uh, put up decent numbers uh, across the board. Russell Wilson had a really good game. Obviously, I t- we talked about Montgomery. And then Devontae Adams just weekend, week outs, putting up 20 plus. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I would say those three carried him, though. Dalton did okay. Uh, I still don't know how that all adds up to 141. Sometimes when I look at fantasy teams, I'm like, how does that add up to 150, 160? Yeah. It's but. it. Mont, uh, Monty, Monty and uh, David, uh, Devontae Adams combined for 50 between two of them. So that's how they get there. Yeah, true um r.i.p to the first daddy champion the mommy ticklers are over where do you think he goes from here i think he might need to do a a little bit of a sale uh get younger this might be our first ever true rebuild of a of a team uh Mm. i don't i don't want to be in this position because i wouldn't want to rebuild a team but i am a little envious because i think it'd be a fun project Hmm, just something to tinker on something to something to fool around with yeah if he's gonna rebuild he's gonna have to pay attention more often than just sunday mornings also I'm just <laughs> at nine thirty, just throwing it out there uh i wanted to keep the big ball speed play player of the week going we didn't do it last week um but just thought that would be a good segment to keep going so i just i just picked nick uh my boy nick my best friend nick uh <laughs> He, we're we're just so chummy these days. Um, I just want to give you a big shout out for starting the Cardinals defense for twenty eight point two points. Big balls, Pete. Start of the week, man. Uh, they eight sacks, I think, this weekend. Yeah, they sacked Daniel Jones eight times, or and probably Colt McCoy once or twice too. But uh, yeah, they had thirteen points combined in their previous five weeks. So the fact that Nick was like, "Oh yeah, the Giants just came in." you know handled the seahawks and now they're going home to play play kyler murray who's been a little bit banged up i don't know where he thought like oh well the cardinals defense is really going to show up in this game i guess maybe it's the the return of the of daniel fumble jones but i thought it was still a pretty ballsy call pretty ballsy uh give myself a slight pat on the back people telling me to start robert woods all week uh benched him on thursday went with melvin gordon it didn't make the difference in the game, but I felt it was pretty medium balls, Pete. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a best bench best benching of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought that was a good call. I I like I said, I don't know that I would have. I think I texted you. I I don't know if I would have had the balls to do it. So in that case, it's a medium balls, Pete move. Yeah, but I thought it was a good call when you made it. I was like, you know what? That's probably the smart uh, play. I think that Gordon was going to get a little bit of volume and. Uh, probably was just a little bit safer than Robert Woods, even though you think of him as a pretty safe guy. Yeah, uh, it, it bummed me out a little bit that they decided that, hey, this is the week we're really going to turn Drew Locke loose. Yeah. Uh, but he still got over 10 points for me, so not complaining. For sure. I got a breaking alert of a hot take, hot fantasy take from uh, Joe Lambright. Oh, nice. Let's hear it. Asked him, uh, do you have any hot fantasy takes about fantasy playoffs? His, uh, his fantasy take is, if a team loses by more than the owner's age, they have to share a childhood fantasy of their own. 
Oh, just like in the in the league chat? League chat or maybe like do a small recording or something. All right. Uh, let's test it out. Rest of the season, if you're in a consolation game or you're in a a playoff matchup, if you lose by more than your age in points, so like let's say Kyle this week would have had to uh, share a childhood fantasy. Let's make it I happen. Assume, I assume John would have too, unless he's lying about his age and he's no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John's not 45. <laughs> he's, he's 42. Um, yeah, all right. Let's make it happen, daddies. You heard it on the podcast. Breaking news. Share a childhood fantasy story if you lose by more than your age. I'm sure that I will get destroyed by my wife this weekend, and I'll share it on the pod next weekend. Uh, speaking of punishments, I think uh, this is a good time to – say we should start thinking about maybe fantasy punishments for last place yeah for sure uh i there that's something that i would love to do i don't know if i want to do it this season because i might get last place um no actually i can't possibly get last place no, now it's but between um, doing the math for last place i definitely think that the constellation bracket needs a little spice a little a little bit of pizzazz thrown into it so i think this offseason we should uh vote on some stuff and make some things happen yeah, I think uh, a few like a week after playoffs end, Tyler and I will probably talk about some new rules, uh, different ideas we've had, and then maybe put them towards league votes. Yes, because um, I think there's always things you can change about dynasty or fantasy football. Uh, not they're not going to be extreme changes; they'll just be small ones. But, but I think it will help us better our our league and the parity. Well, Cardinals quarterbacks will now score four times as many points as uh, any other <laughs> quarterbacks. That's one change that's going in. We're not voting on it. You hear can that? We, can we throw Cleveland in there too? Yeah, Cleveland and Cardinals, obviously. Yeah. Um, all right, fill in the blank. We're doing a fun stuff segment this week. Fill in the blank. We are going to be filling in these blanks. Blank will be the reason blank will win the daddy championship. Oh, championship fill in the blanks. Yes, champion fill in the blanks. Uh, so I'm going to start off here. Darren Waller will be the reason the kid wins the daddy championship. Um, I think of Waller as the best starting tight end left on any teams. And I think that uh, positional superiority is super important, especially when you get to a group of four teams that are all, all have pretty good rosters. I think anytime you can get that positional bump, uh, that's going to put you over the top. So that's why I think the kid will win the championship. Yeah, every week we talk about the positional matchups, and I think when you lump in all receiving as one, Darren Waller just gives me such a good boost over comparing the other team that he is a positional matchup winner. For uh, sure. I went a little different. I said Baker Mayfield will be the reason the kid wins the daddy championship. Uh, we always talk about super flex and how important the second spot is for, uh, for quarterbacks, putting quarterbacks in there. I think if Baker Mayfield continues this streak of getting over 20 points every week, uh, it's a super good floor. If you can have blow up weeks like you did against Lamar for the, against the giants or jets and jets. And then you have Josh Allen kind of as your other one. That's a solid 50 plus points. And we talked about how 50 plus usually gets you the win yeah for sure that's the magic number um i think i didn't pick baker i like i like the pick of baker my my only thoughts were 
I think that this week against the Giants might be tough because we did just see the Giants like shut down the Seahawks offense uh, firsthand. Uh, so that could happen. And then in the Jets game, uh, just it just worries me that they're just never going to pass it or they won't have reason to pass it. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson threw for four touchdowns, so we, we passed it on him even though we were just destroying him the whole time. But I do wonder if that game, his ceiling gets capped by that, and then I'm a little bit nervous about the Giants' defense. But I think that's why I threw it out as he's the reason that I'd win a championship. It's all kind of – I think my whole team has solid floors. Uh, I just think that if Baker – if I continue with this 20-plus points, that's like a difference maker. For uh, sure. Because I know how the rest of my team performs. Baker is the one big question mark that I'm liking what I'm seeing. So I think that's why I said if he performs well, my team will win. Yeah. I think you could throw Jonathan Taylor in there too. I mean, if he keeps yeah. having blow-up weeks, you're going to have some pretty high scores. And he's got – He's got pretty good matchups coming up. He has Houston, so good. Houston this week. Uh, Pittsburgh's shown that you can kind of run against them and run, or score. So uh, it's not the greatest matchup, but has a solid floor. All right, how about this one for fill in the blank? Mitchell Trubisky will be, the reason, will be the reason that Colin's team wins the Daddy Championship. You heard it here first, Nate Barmore. Uh, Colin's team is pretty stacked. I love his his roster top to bottom, but like you were just alluding to with Baker, that super flex is super important. Um, Colin's got four starting options to to toy with in these last two weeks on his championship run. Uh, and I think that Trubisky is the answer. He's got really good matchups against Minnesota and Jacksonville. Uh, he had a blow-up game last week, and the two weeks before that, he was he was super solid. So... I'm liking uh, Trubisky to help the Brown cows down the stretch. I think especially this week, he's got, he's got Teddy and he's got Tua, but Tua against New England and Teddy against Green Bay, I would definitely be starting Trubisky. But I think it all, Minnesota has been kind of hit or miss on defense, so if they can get him on a miss week, then Trubisky should have a good game. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that he's probably playing with, uh, you know, for his job, basically. Um, and I think he's got the fire under him. I think the Bears have the fire under them to, you know, try and make a push. I know they're on the outside looking in, and it's a long shot. But if they want out, it, they could maybe make it. I think they already didn't sign him for, I think, next year's his fifth season. And they, they didn't, didn't pick up the, his option. They didn't use the option. So he could be on the way out, especially with Foles having big money, and they might draft another quarterback. For sure. Did you have a fill in the blank for the Brown Cows? Yeah. I said Alvin Kamara will be the reason the Brown Cows win the Daddy Championship. I think that uh, Alvin Kamara, when he – so I guess maybe it's Drew Brees will be the reason that the <laughs> Brown Cows win. But I think ever since he's gone out, uh, Drew Brees has gone out, Alvin Kamara really has come down to earth. He's no longer just a solo week winner. His last week that he he had Breeze, I think, was against San Francisco. And he scored 31.3 points. If Breeze can come back this week, they play uh, Kansas City, who has, gives up a lot of points on defense because they don't need to stop them too many times. Um, or Chris McCaffrey had a big week his first week back. 
from injury. I think they'd use Alvin Kamara exactly the same. But I think if they bring him back, Alvin Kamara is really the high ceiling guy that you want. To, but with if it's uh, Taysom, he takes away some of the runs that Kamara would get passes off of. So Alvin Kamara is the kind of linchpin, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Kamara's last game with Breeze, 31 points against San Francisco, and then 10 points against Atlanta, 5 points against Denver, 16 points against Atlanta, 18 points against Philly. It's all right, scores. I mean, I'd take it from a fantasy running back every day, you know, um, but it's not the it's not the, not the explosion. It's not the huge Alvin Kamara games you're expecting. Um, so, yeah, I do think – and I think that, I mean – you were saying that they would use uh, Kamara the same way if Breeze came back. I think they lean on him even more because they want they want to you know get the ball out of Breeze's hands super quick. They're not going to want Drew Breeze to even get touched. I'm just worried that he's not going to come back at I, least for a few weeks. I don't think he should. It's a scary injury with a punctured lung and 15 cracked ribs. Yeah, I I think you want to keep him healthy. You're you know you're going to the playoffs anyway. I think you want him back to the playoffs. Um, but I think it'd also be good for Michael Thomas on my side, but we'll get to that in a little bit. For sure. Um, my fill in the blank for the sexual macaroni and cheese was Devonte Adams will be the reason that Daniel wins the daddy championship. Um, of the four remaining teams, I think Daniel's roster is maybe the most susceptible. Uh, it's it's just the worst. Sorry, Daniel. Um, no, it's not the worst, but it, I think it's the weakest. Um, of the four yeah. remaining teams, who do you think has worst lineup? Probably Daniel. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, but he's the wide receiver two on the year. He's an absolute monster. Aaron Rodgers loves him. They they need to keep winning to secure the number one seed. Um, and Rodgers just looks to Devontae Adams every time. So I think that in order for Daniel to keep this run alive and to win a championship, I think he's really going to need uh, Devontae Adams to just ball out for like 40, you know, 35, 40 points a game. Yeah, completely agree. That was the same one. Devontae Adams will win Daniel a championship if he performs that way. Uh, when looking at the stats, him and Kyle, the two teams that played each other last week, the main reason they were in the playoffs is because of their wide receivers, scoring over 50 points a game between all of them. Uh, Devontae Adams was a main reason why Daniel was up there. I think that if he can get those 40-point weeks, 20-plus um, point weeks like last week and most every week, I think he's the biggest chance for an upset against Mahomes. For sure. Uh, Hulk Maniacs, Nick Chubb will be the reason that Carter hosts the fantasy championship. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. Um, you're a player of the game for Carter's team for the last five weeks. Uh, it's basically the, I mean, it's just the story of Carter's team. Uh, when Nick Chubb went down, Carter's team went down. They were free falling for a while. It looked awful. I thought they were in collapse mode. And then Nick Chubb comes back and Carter's in the playoffs. He's the number two seed. He's getting a bye. So, yeah, I mean, Chubb is a force of nature. It doesn't matter that Kareem Hunt's on that offense. Kareem Hunt might even be making him better. I don't think so. I just think he's maybe the best pure runner in football, even over Dalvin Cook. Um, I might just take him. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, 
I love Nick Chubb. I think he has a very, I think he has maybe one of the highest floors in the NFL. They've got a tough matchup, I think, on the ground. I like New York Giants' front seven. Uh, I went a little different. Uh, I went with two players for why I th- how uh, Hulkamaniacs will win. I went with Cream Hunt and Cam, Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers, Chubb will get you consistently over 20 points. But if the other two, like this week, got him get some 20 points again each, I think that's a huge difference maker when you have three running backs that get you 60 points together. Uh, but on the Rams, I think they are leaning a lot on him. But if he, he's had injury throughout the season, if he gets injured, uh, if Hunt gets maybe a poor performance, he doesn't get the receptions and touchdowns like he has occasionally, he's had a few games under seven points. I think those two are maybe the biggest linchpin on Carter's team. Yeah, Hunt played a big role in that Monday Night Football uh, shootout. That was an amazing game. We didn't even talk about that game, but that game was amazing. Um, and I, I just don't know that the Giants or the Jets are going to make them, uh, you know, the Browns go into shootout mode again. And I'm sure Kareem Hunt will still get his, especially in a game. I'm sure they're going to run it a lot uh, against the Jets. Like you said, it's a tough matchup for Chubb, so it's probably a tough matchup for Kareem Hunt on the ground. Um, but and then Cam Akers has the Jets this week, so I'm sure he'll eat. I'm sure the Rams will lean on him, but he's got the Seahawks next week, and I think the Seahawks have a better run defense than people give them credit for. I'm sticking yeah. with that. So yeah. our, our secondary is so bad that people just can throw it over us and don't need to rush it. Maybe that's it. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Um, but yeah, if he if if Carter was getting 20 plus points from those guys, uh, yeah, then I think he might be hosting the Daddy Championship. Uh, and I'm on a side note. I think he's the team I least want to win because I don't want the logistics headache of figuring out how to get him the trophy. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, him versus you would be very interesting too, because he's got those Browns running backs, and you've got that Browns quarterback. Uh, that's why I'm hoping if I win this week, I'm hoping Daniel wins. For sure. You want to get into the previews? The last thing we're yeah. gonna do tonight. Cool. So we got the Brown cows playing the kid. Did you get the position breakdowns for us? Yeah. So this is only pre. This is only regular season because uh, some teams don't set their lineups. Blah blah. blah. But in the regular season, Colin at QB was fifth in the league with 80, 38.97 points per game, right behind him in seventh, so two behind him, but uh, 36.36 points per game. I would say that's changing a little bit now that Baker's on the uprise. Uh, I think that it'd be a lot closer. Uh, running backs, Colin ended fifth again with 31.41 points, meaning not a little further behind at 10th with 26.36 points per game. And Colin and receiving, and me are super close, Colin finishing 6th, 43.95 points per game. Me at 7th with 42.65 points per game. This is all pre or regular season, though, and I think tides are shifting a little bit and might be a little bit closer if we included last week. Yeah, and also if defense was included, because I bet you're higher in defense. <laughs> It's close. I think he, though, has the Rams, who are top five in defense. 
Yeah. The Steelers, though, man, they've been crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, just looking at those um, rankings for Colin, I can't believe Colin's the number one team with his team at f- fifth, fifth, and sixth. It just seems like kind of just like a consistency thing, I guess. But I think he's one of the most consistent teams this season uh, with Rodgers really coming out and uh, Kamara having his early season. Uh, and he got some good matchups. He was the scoring when I was doing stats last week. He is the scoring title, or he won the scoring title for the league this year. Oh, it wasn't me. Uh, he beat you out by a couple points. Oh, nice. I I feel much better about not making the playoffs now. Thanks, Colin. Uh, but Colin also had the easiest schedule all time compared to two seasons. Dang, I was slightly behind him by like 0.2 points. Oh man, Colin, I don't know if it counted last week, uh, but Colin has one point more than me forced is what the standings say right now. I don't know if this is counting last week or not. It probably isn't. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, so I'm going, as far as quarterbacks go, I'm leaning towards your guys. I I know that uh, Colin has the edge by the regular season numbers, but your quarterbacks are so hot right now. So Uh, hot, so hot. We've talked about them a lot tonight. Um, but, yeah, I just think that they, they've they got decent matchups. Um, and, yeah, I just don't um, – you know, Rodgers against Carolina, I think that game might be a little bit of a blowout. I don't know how much they're going to get pushed there. I think Baker might need to throw because, like we were saying, the Giants' defense has, you know, pretty good front seven. So I think throwing on them might work a little bit better. Uh, might be a pretty competitive game. And, um, yeah, I don't know. If you compare quarterback ones, so Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, right now Josh Allen's projected for two points more than Aaron Rodgers, but I think Aaron Rodgers has the better matchup. And when you have Devontae Adams, you can just keep peppering him. Josh Allen is getting, I think, John Brown back maybe this week which might take away from a little bit of Collins, uh, Stefan Diggs, which would be mm. good for me. Okay. Uh, I think I would, I think it all comes down to, I think Baker Mayfield is just slightly better than Mitch Trubisky, even though he's projected for less. Um, so I would take my quarterbacks. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I like Trubisky to maybe put Colin over the top for the championship, but I don't like him that much in this game, especially when compared to Baker Mayfield. Um, too much wild card. Yeah, wide receivers though. I'm going the opposite way. I think I'm slightly favoring Collins wide receivers. Um, you know, like I was saying, I really like Darren Waller as a positional advantage for you, but I feel like your wide receivers. I would have been crazy to say it at the beginning of the year or at the end of last year, but Diggs and AJ Brown. I just let I love them so much more for blowups for higher floors um, than I like. Uh, Godwin and Michael Thomas. Yeah, the one thing that worries me about AJ Brown uh is that they play Detroit and I could see them I I think that um Derrick Henry has to only average 150 more yards for 3 games to break 2000 and I could see them maybe trying to push that. I know last year they kept giving him carries to win the rushing title. Uh so my one hope is that they just keep feeding him. I know AJ Brown will get his, but hoping he doesn't get to that 16.36 projected. 
Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be needed against Kansas City because I think they'll have to throw it to come back. Godwin against Atlanta. Hopefully it's a, a solid floor week from him. Woods against the Jets, I think, though, is over Sterling Shepard. And Darren Waller, I think, is pretty far over Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree on the Waller thing. We'll see with Woods. Um, I It's a great matchup for sure. I just think Michael Thomas this week, for me, I don't think Drew Brees is coming back this week. I think that the Saints are going to get absolutely destroyed in this game. Um, and I just don't, I just don't like him with Taysom Hill that much. And with, as far as AJ Brown goes, even on the weeks that Derek, Derek Henry had an, a huge explosion last week and AJ Brown still got 23 points. He gets double, like he has one bad game this year, uh, against Indy. He got one reception on four targets. Um, that was a huge outlier. Um, the rest of this, the rest of the season's been double digits basically or close to it so i just like him a lot um and the one bad thing i could see happening is that uh detroit not putting up very much many points and in that case yeah i think that's why most i mean i could see them going to derrick henry early and then not needing to throw it uh he's had three bad games this year though i or under 10 games which i think is not great yeah, he got hurt in the first game of the year, so I kind of threw that out. Um, but, yeah, there was the, the 2.6 against Indy and then an 8.7 against Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Especially if Stafford doesn't play this week. I think that's huge in that matchup, too. I think they're just going to kill him. For sure. That that could be. Um, running backs, I'm going with your guys. Uh, might also seem unconventional, whereas your team has the big names the big traditional names at wide receiver Colin Scott Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott, which at the beginning of the season, some might've just handed him the championship with those two guys. Um, but Zeke's playing like garbage right now. Pollard outscored him last week. I'm pretty sure that Pollard's going to outscore him again this week. I don't think they're trying to ride Zeke. I think their season is over. Um, and Kamara, like I said, I think that they're just, I think that the chiefs are going to destroy the saints. Um, I'm sure Kamara will still get his, but I like Jonathan Taylor in a sweet matchup to get a ton of points against Houston. Probably a lot of explosive plays in that game. I'm sure he'll get some. And then Carson, I think they're going to, like I said, I think the Seahawks are going to ride him a little bit more than they have the last few games. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that the projections for Jonathan Taylor and Chris Carson are maybe a little under. Uh, I think a few times he seemed off. Chris Carson seemed a little off with Russell Wilson on throws the last few weeks. But end of last game, I think that they kind of just kept throwing it to him to get the connection back. Uh, I, when you look at Ezekiel Elliott on the other side, against Cincinnati, he only had 6.9 points. That should have been a great matchup for him. Uh, Baltimore, he had 11.5. But other than his uh, big week 11 against Minnesota, 21.4, He's had under 10 points in six of the last eight games. Uh, I think that's a terrible matchup. I think San Francisco is still pretty good. They held Washington football team's offense to 10 points. Yep. Or 12 maybe or something. Yeah. Very low. Yeah. I thought they scored 24 and two of them were defensive touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Carson, they're going to try and – work against Washington's football team to see how you might do against 
the Rams, uh, give them a few more passes because with their pass rush, you kind of want to get those, that screen game running. Jonathan Taylor, I think they're trying to get him running before the playoffs. So I think I'd definitely go with my side running backs. Yeah. Um, the other crazy part about this matchup is the defenses. Oh, I think, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know about the Steelers. Um, they're still the number one defense on the year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are. Um, but the Rams are also top five, and they're playing the Jets. So I think that, that could, these could be, you know, we could see double digit, maybe like even 20 burgers from both these defenses, which might just cancel out and might not be a big deal in the, um, as far as the matchup goes. But it's just kind of crazy to see such great matchups. Steelers playing Cincinnati and the Rams playing the Jets. Yeah, if, if Colin goes in with a less than 20 point lead, maybe on Monday, uh, I wouldn't call that game safe. Uh, yeah, because the Steel- you have the Steelers defense going on Monday night. Yep. I think that it would be a close game. I don't think, I think 20 points is still hard, but Cincinnati is a team that they probably want to shut out and Brandon Allen is not the answer. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm going with the kid. He's going to back-to-back championship games. Uh, I'm sure that you're going to probably pick yourself too. Oh, it's going to be me. Yeah, That's- it's going to be me. You got anybody you're til- tilting on in your lineup, or are you pretty set? I think you you pointed out in the doc, uh, Thomas Godwin. I think those two are like they have chances for busts every week because they're they don't have a great quarterback or there's too many options uh, between Tim Patrick, uh, Lazard, and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis has scored a touchdown in three straight weeks. Does that continue? Maybe if they get John Brown back, maybe no. Yeah, I didn't realize Brown was going to be back when I was thinking about Gabe Davis. I feel like with Brown coming back, I would, I'd, I'd probably tilt away from, uh, from Gabe Davis. Maybe he's still gotten his targets. I think even with Gabe Dave, or with John Brown, he's had three or four touchdowns called back in the game to John Brown. Uh, all of them were on a penalty on the opposite side of the field by a wide receiver or by like an illegal formation which is sounds kind like, of fluke. Sounds like you know a lot about Gabe Davis. <laughs> well, I know a lot about the Bills. I've, I've watched a lot of Bills games as I have a running back, a kicker, a quarterback, and a wide receiver of theirs. For sure. Big Bills fan. Big, yeah. big Bills mafia boy over here. Like we talked uh, about last week, uh, will I make the playoffs and lose four straight? Uh, I might be the Sky Me Daddy Bills. All right, the Scummy Daddy Bills. Don't you don't want to be them? Trust me. Uh, it's Hulk- a, the Bills are taking over a new leaf, and I am too. Nice. Uh, Hulkamaniacs versus Sex Mac. You got the breakdown for this game, buddy? Yeah. Uh, these are two of the higher scoring teams for the season. Uh, kind of getting it at different ways. Uh, Carter second in the league with forty one point one seven at quarterback. Daniel, third in league at 40.94. It's kind of inflated, though, I think, a little bit because of how good Dak was at the beginning. And then he keeps throwing in Dalton or, like, other people. So he's kind of stayed up there in points per game. Uh, Carter just has Mahomes, which I think is always good for maybe a blow-up game of 40 points. Uh, They play New Orleans this week. I don't know if that's a great matchup, though. I think it still will get him at least 20 points. 
Uh, running back, Carter is at ninth with 27.47 points per game. And Daniel's at 12th, though, with 18.77 points per game. So neither of these teams have strong running back cores from the whole season. We talked about Carter's running backs and how they're turning up a new leaf like mine are. Uh, receiving, though, is a huge change. Uh, Carter's 11th with 37.2 points per game, and Daniel's second at 51.58 points per game. Yeah, that is a, that's a big swing there. Uh, receiver has not been friendly to uh, the Hulkamaniacs uh, all season, but also lately he just lost Debo Samuel for the year, so that's got to hurt. That, that should have been like an automatic – that's usually an automatic start when he started, but I think he's missed more than half the season, maybe three-quarters of the season. Yep. So I think when you're including that in points per game for Carter, uh, he just has to hope that whoever he puts in there, whether it's Gallup or John Brown maybe coming back, uh, Demary Bird, Keelan Cole, uh, Darius Slayton, you're kind of just hoping. That one of them at least gets you a good floor. For sure. Uh, Quarterbacks, like you said, uh, I think this is an easy choice for Carter. Uh, Mahomes and Russell Wilson, the two QB1s in this game, have pretty tough matchups, I'd say. Um, Washington defense uh, has been good all year. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Russell, especially if uh, Brandon Shell doesn't play. Mahomes, like I said, I think that New Orleans, or the Chiefs are going to destroy in this game, so I'm not as worried about the tough matchup there. And then Rivers has Houston. Um, he put up 19 points against Houston two weeks ago. I don't see why anything would be different this time. And Dalton's got San Francisco, and like you were saying earlier, I think San Francisco's got a pretty good defense. Better yeah, than- I don't think they have what they used to have on defense, but sure. I think that they still can hold teams pretty low. Uh, Dalton I guess performed against um, he performed against Baltimore, which I think after last week, you think that they're not the Baltimore they used to be. For sure. So definitely going on the Mahomes side just because Mahomes. Yeah. But Wilson's good too. Wilson's great too. Um, uh, but when you do Mahomes and Rivers versus Russell and Dalton, I think it's an easy choice. For sure. Uh, and just like the stats say for receiving, I'm definitely going Daniel's way. Um, Devonte Adams, I feel like that's all you got to say. Lockett uh, could have a, could always have a big game. Probably has a pretty good floor. Uh, CD Lamb's actually been all right, and uh, that's gonna that's you know maybe gonna continue against San Francisco. I'm sure that the Cowboys are gonna have to pass it in this game to stay in it. Um. And I just think the San Francisco run defense is a little bit better than their pass defense right now. Um, and then yeah. on, the, on the other side, Allen Robinson, uh, 13.34 projected. That's Alex's highest score. Is he going to play Gallup? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're just – you're kind of shooting darts. I mean, it's only one position you have to fill since you're probably going to play Cam Akers, Hunt, and Chubb. So I think everyone has kind of that one spot on their teams. And they're like, ah, who should I play? Uh, Daniel's got that spot where he's playing Lennon Fournette, it looks like right now, which I guess if Ronald Jones is out, might be a sneaky play. Yeah, I think uh, so. But when he's a healthy scratch last week, I think that's pretty scary. 
that definitely is scary. Um, but I think Bruce Arians uh, is not going to trust, you know, LaShawn McCoy or Keyshawn Vaughn to like carry the load. I think that they, I, even if Arians doesn't want to do it, I think they're going to have to go with Fournette. But yeah, the wide receiver two for Carter and the wide receiver or running back two for Daniel are definitely the the most, uh, definitely the weak links on both their teams. I think the biggest wild card is uh, Tyler Lockett. I think Devontae Adams is obviously going to have his floor. Uh, I think it's all going to come down. And we didn't talk about Gronk yet, but Gronk scored touchdowns in over half the games this year, it feels like. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels like it. It feels like every week he's getting a touchdown. He has gotten five touchdowns this year in five different games, so not quite half, but... Uh, that's it. That's but, his bread, bread and butter. Is the yeah, um, is the end zone work? So I think the big question of wide receiver for Daniel is Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's gotten a, he only had seven point seven points last week against a Jets team when they threw for four touchdowns. Nine the week before, three seventeen against Arizona, but then nine six five. And then the big blow up against Arizona week seven. So it's 48 points, but he's only had five games over 10 points. And that was against Atlanta, New England, Dallas, and Arizona. So I think that's the big question mark. For sure. Um, Yeah. He just doesn't get the volume these days uh, with DK out there. It's, it's just a fact. Um, But I still think he's worth starting. I don't know that there's anyone else who has, quite the ceiling that he has. Um, and when you're uh, not favored in a game, I feel like you're looking for ceiling plays. Yeah. Uh, I guess Leonard Fournette versus Adrian Peters. Oh, I picked, I picked uh, Daniel for wide receivers, obviously. Yeah. Running about, backs, though. Running backs. We're talking a little bit. Leonard Fournette versus Adrian Peterson. Uh, I guess DeAndre Swift is back, but. Yeah, I wouldn't be playing AP if, uh, if Swift is back, but. I think that I think that Fournette is the right play. Um, uh, I'd also I'd consider Gus Edwards personally. I think that uh, Baltimore is going to run all over um, Jacksonville. I don't think they're going to they don't they don't throw it that much if, unless they have to, and I don't think they're going to have to. Um, they it for 130 yards against Cleveland. So even with jo- Dobbins back, Gus Edwards has had 13 points and 17 points in the last two games. So I think that they, I think he's carved out the role. Mark Ingram basically doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. He's uh, kind of disappeared, which is crazy. I wouldn't have thought of that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So I think if you're, if you're, you know, that running back two, or I guess basically running back three, if you count Lamar uh, as running back one on that offense, uh, I still think it's good enough in a good matchup. So I, I might lean that way personally. Yeah. Um, um, but I, as far as positional wise, I like Carter's running backs a little bit better. Um, I just think Chubb's a total monster and Cam Akers is coming on really strong. I think he's going to carry Carter this week. Yep. I think between Chubb, Akers, and the potential of Cream Hunt, it's a lot better than Montgomery and Fournette. For sure. I think the one thing I'm worried about for uh, Carter's team is the, the loss of Mike Kosicki. He was really coming on strong uh, with Tua the last few weeks, and I don't know if he's going to play. It looked like a pretty tough injury. It kind of looked like he broke his collarbone, which is crazy to me that he's only questionable. 
Yeah, I don't know. I they have to they have to win like every game, so they might like try and push some players through some stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, Carter's running backs, uh, Daniels' tight ends and wide receivers. I think is what it comes down to: which one can outscore the other? Because I think it might be maybe only a five six point difference from quarterbacks. So whichever positional matchup can make up those points. It's really a difference. For sure. Uh, uh, COVID kickers, though. Yeah. I think it's the biggest matchup of the week. Yeah, the COVID kickers. Brent, Brandon McManus and Ryan Suckup. Who's going who's gonna to kick more uh, field goals from their hospital beds? <laughs> uh, Daniel's also starting the Bucks D at, at Atlanta. But I'm liking that Dolphins D against New England. A little bit more. Just a little uh, nudge there for me, Daniel. I think you should start the Dolphins. I think it's a hard one, though, because Dolphins are really down on the offense. Uh, they're down. It looked like Miles Gaskin went to the COVID list. I don't know if he's going to be back. Uh, Devontae Parker is down. Uh, I don't know how many wide receivers they're going to have back. So it's either going to be a defensive battle or New England might just take it. Maybe I just, I, I'm like, so I, I I know with all the injuries that it's totally right to be down on the Miami defense. Also Bill Belichick's uh, record against rookies, uh, rookie quarterbacks. That's something to consider, but I just think the Patriots offense right now is so bad. (laughs) Miami's defense also is so good. I think that blind and Dolphins always seem to get one win against the Pats. They lost the first one. So. Yep. And uh they need to win this one. So I think that they I think that in order to win that game, I think that their defense is gonna have to step up big, and that's why I'm rec- recommending them. Uh except for an upset of the week. Yeah, except for in the upset of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna take Carter in this one. I just I think that uh I like his the way his team has been trending. And I'm not ruling uh Daniel out. I think it's gonna be a close game. It's going to come down to, like we said, like Devontae Adams, how big of a blow-up does he have in him? But I think I like Carter's team all around in some pretty good matchups. A lot of green on that side of the ball. Yeah, I think I kind of – I mean, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take Daniel in the upset uh, just because I'd rather face him in the finals without Chubb and Hunt. Uh, but also, I, I actually talked myself into it when looking at positional matchups. I think the way that his wide receivers score – uh, Lockett could have a big week again. Um, Devontae Adams has a great match against Carolina, especially the way that Denver kind of threw against them last week. Uh, and then CeeDee Lamb, I think if he if he gets a touchdown with Dalton, those double points are, are going to be so much bigger. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think that they might just nudge them over the running backs of Carter's side. For sure. And I think who Carter – plays in that uh wide receiver two spot could be pretty big too yeah if only jd mckissick could get wide receiver designation because he's basically a wide receiver i'd I'd definitely start him yeah um you got an upset pick of the week yeah i i didn't do too well i picked baltimore to or i picked the browns to upset baltimore it came so close if uh Lamar's poop had to go a little bit longer. Uh, I think I would have got that upset. Or if they ran it a little bit, wasted a little bit more time on their off, last offensive drive and not give them a chance. Because uh, 
Justin Tucker is automatic from 60 plus, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, or 50 plus, maybe not 60 plus. I think he's only hit one 60 plus yarder, right? But still, 50 to 60, unless he's automatic. For sure. Uh, who did you pick last week? Um, I don't remember. I'm going to have to look in the pod record because we didn't do a show doc. Uh, yeah. And I literally cannot remember. Um, uh, I'm, sure my- I, I'm sure I got it, though. <laughs> of course you did. The way our records are going, you got it. Yeah. Uh, my pick this week is the Eagles over the Cardinals. I think the Eagles, our defense is coming on strong. I think that uh, Jalen Hurts gives their offense such a different – he's kind of just giving them a spark of energy that uh, they haven't had in a while with Wentz leading them. They're running Miles Sanders more, as you know. Yes. And I just don't think the Cardinals' defense is that great. Uh, they The offense struggled against the Giants, which I think the Eagles have on par of a defense. Maybe a little less than the Giants, but on par. For sure. So I'm going to pick the Eagles over the Cardinals. Yeah. My my only my only qualm with that pick is the – I think the, the Eagles are down like three or four DBs right now to go along with all of their other injuries. So I'd be a little worried about the passing offense, but it has not been very prolific with Kyler Murray the last few weeks. So that could easily continue. Um, I'm going with the Pats over the Dolphins. Um, I do like the Dolphins defense play. I think that they are going to like stop Newton. Maybe Newton gets benched again, but Bill Belichick against rookies. I think that it's going to be just a sloppy defensive game. Um, and Bill Belichick will probably find a way to beat Flores in that one. So Pats are favored, or sorry, Dolphins are favored by two and a half, and I like, and I like the, the Patriots in that one. So you're saying I should start Stidham then? Uh, yeah, yeah, in your superflex. <laughs> bench Baker. Uh, Baker, hit the bench. Yeah, later, dude. Uh, no, start to Baker Mayfield. All right. <laughs> uh, well, that was a good show. Pretty long show for just covering four games, but I hope you daddies enjoyed it. Uh, you got anything else, Alex? No, I mean, it took a little bit longer, but there's four big games. Uh, probably a little shorter next week when there's only one game to preview, but I really enjoyed looking through these four teams and kind of giving previews. For sure, uh, yeah. It's an important uh, week for the daddies, for all you daddies out there. Biggie. I'm Tyler. He's Alex. Good night, daddies. Love y'all. Peace. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you and you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. You. You.